July 6, 2021, Lakeview City Council meeting. Everybody please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mayor Westergaard. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Steinkamp. Yes. Tom. Yes. Waltman. Yes. Reese. Yes. Judy, would you inform us about the library open house? I want to report on the exciting meeting we're having at the library. I'm going to sleep better tonight because today, uh, Bankford came to put our plaza, start on our plaza. I was getting very nervous. Um, so on Thursday, our nine-foot-tall, 300-pound sculpture is going to be transported from Dubuque, unless there are high winds. On Friday, with the help of the uh, city, it will be put in, some city workers will be put in place. And then Saturday is our big special day. And because we certainly thank the uh, city for their contribution, their generous contribution to this addition to our library, and because it is your building, I hope that all of you will be able to be present at 8 uh, 9.30. We will have a ribbon cutting. I will have a few welcoming words, and the mayor will, and uh, cut the ribbon. And then we will go back into the new addition to the library, where there will be punch and cookies. And the sculpt sculptress from Dubuque, who has done a lot of public work throughout Iowa at various public buildings, is going to talk about how she made our sculpture and also maybe show some, I think, a little program about some of the things she has done throughout the state. And that's at uh, 8.45 to about 10.30. And then at 10.30, we will have an open house in our new edition for the benefit of all anyone who wants to come. And you know, if you come at 9.30, you don't have to stay the whole time. You can do whatever you want, but we just hope you will be able to be present and join us for this special day. Everything is completed now in our uh, new edition. So. Everything's up on the walls, and it's beautiful. So I think you'll be impressed when you come. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. And it does look great. And we've used it several times already. Yes. Okay, consent agenda. Motion to approve. Second. Second. Roll call. Moeller. Yes. Holtman. Yes. Priest. Yes. Stanky. Yes. Toms. Yes. Do we have a building permit from Joanne Peters? This is an extension. For an, ad an additional <coughs> deck on that. A motion to approve? I'll make it. Second? I'll second. Roll call. Thank you. Yes. Reese? Yes. Moeller? Yes. Toms? Yes. Boltman? Yes. Okay, Crescent Park Drive drainage. To put in that uh, council memo really is, is just giving you a, a rough cost estimate to what was discussed at that neighborhood meeting last week. So when we met there last Wednesday, we discussed placing a drop curb on the lake side of the street, and this would start at Kurth's driveway and then proceed north to Camp Crescent, actually quite a little ways into north into Camp Crescent. It would go to the light pole there, and that's the same area that is the outlet for those uh, intakes across the street. Okay, we proposed to install an, an intake and a drain tile through Pat Shug's north yard. So you can see what the cost estimates are for that. So it would be about 315 feet of 30-inch of wide drop curb, 
uh, some driveway replacement is that driveway replacement down there at uh, Joanne Peters. So if we would abut up to that driveway, it would include some driveway replacement, an intake and a grate, and then about 120 feet of tile. Just a, an estimate on that project there is $15,000. The intake and grate is going to be on the north side of that driveway? I mean on the north part. It's a big driveway. Of, of Pat's? No. The intake and grate would be would on be paths. would be on in would be in the curb line, but it would basically be in in Pat's north yard. Yes. So where do you replace the driveway out there? This this driveway replacement that I was proposing is at um, Peters Joanne Peters next door. Terrible the one that's concrete. But the grate is going to be to the south of it. So it would be a regular curb in curb intake, okay, on a on a drop curb. We have, have some of those around town. So I'm a little. I like to see us take some steps by steps. I like to see us put the grade in first and kind of see how that develops. That you know. <coughs> How much water we'll catch if we catch any? And I'm, I'm, again, I'm just sitting here uh, trying to think positive that we could catch part of it that would lessen the flow, that it could continue down, get past the houses where we, we wouldn't have any issues with getting in basements. Sure. Yeah. And then be a second spot that the water could go to that we're not all pushing it out of one area, but you know, work its way down to the down the rest of the hill. Right? Uh, I don't know. You put that in first, or then the curb gutter after we see what it's like. It's got to rain first. I mean, I, I understand that right now all of us are kind of guessing with an idea of, but we've taken a, it, baby steps, I guess is what I'm saying. So instead of throwing a curb in right away, and, and, and whether it work or not, we see how much water we would be if this rain caught part of it, and then. Look at it again and try to determine if that's the next best option. I mean, anybody's got any ideas, I'm welcome to hear it because, like I said, that water, Dale, you're the one that took the pictures of it right now. And do you think that would help somewhat first starting off? What's your opinion? You know, you're in the area there, so. Well, I think it's going to make a difference, yes. And I think that would help. And you're going to take that drain between the two houses, Pat and Joanne's, and then pile it down towards the West, right? I guess you call it. Yeah, and I that, think I think that's going to help some of it. Yes, but if we get a three-inch rain, we're still going to get water no matter what we do. So. Yeah, but I, but I, I'd like to see us take steps. It, 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 that, in order for that to have a process, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Instead sure. of throwing that, that we might not need, or we don't need to do it, we still can do it. I'm just, I'm just. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about the rest of you guys, what you think of this. So. Do you think we've got to get a motion to to have bids on putting that intake in? Um, I think that's the starting, but I, I, I just <coughs> I would tell you that that Pat has joined us. Pat's on on video conference here. Okay. So um, okay. just wanted to make sure that that everybody was aware of that. I don't. Pat, can you hear us? Yes. Okay. We were talking about just putting in an intake there. Um, 
So it'd, it'd be an, an intake, not do that curb and gutter just right away, but really focus on the intake and try to take water that way. Okay. So on that, you got people coming in to do some more. Now, I, I'm not can you bore some of that in there, or you got to dig it up? What's the best process on that? Yeah, it would depend on how how big of a of a tile we would put in there. Um, you know, for that, uh, what I think is a relatively short run. You know, it's it's something that could be could be dug in, and then also at the same time, what it what it would um, give us to the opportunity to do with Pat, which Pat's got to be on board with all of this stuff, is to reshape the ground around Pat's too, so that um, so that during during most rainfalls, you know, there would be, there would be ground up up against her her foundation so she wouldn't uh, have water you know penetrating the foundation that way we would slope the uh, the dirt uh, her whole yard no no just the north just that north area uh, where we'd run the tile oh, I see. <clears throat> I've also had water upstairs in the house John knows about that yep. well, I think it'd be a better idea than uh, I've never, I've never have liked the curb idea because people driving over the curb. I think that's going to cause a lot of problems myself. Even though it's just a three-inch curb, I think it's still not a problem. So, you what know. problem do you think it's going to cause? Well, you're going to always have a bump, and you got to get back over the bump, or you got to slope more ground towards the cabins if you're going to put a curb in there so they can get in and out. That's for one thing, because the curb ain't going to do no good if you put it below the road. Well, you know, and I think if everybody's okay with trying just to tile it in part, that's a starting point, and see if we continue to still have the issues we're in now. Yeah, and because it's been it's been this way for how long? How long has it been this way? Oh, I mean decades. Okay, you know, as far as water coming down now. Right, but I think that I think what some of the property owners think is that the extra cement is just kind of increasing a problem that was already there so whether that's true or not i don't know i think that's the belief so how would you do would you bid this or just something we wanted i think we'd talk with our staff about yeah it is not a huge undertaking we might be able to install a tile but what we would do is is install a tile have a, a nice big drainage apron around the intake and and start it that way. Catch as much water as you can. Yeah. So we'll have to go out and explain that to Pat before we start anything, I would think. Yeah, I sure think can. Be a good idea. Since that tile is going to go through the north side of the property. Between, yeah, just like well, we did Crescent Park Drive. We have to go between two homes. We do. And yeah. we need to work with Pat because we need to get easement on that. Well. Yep. <coughs> Pat, we're going to contact you and talk to you about that easement between the buildings. Is that all right? It's fine. Okay, we'll work so on can, it. Yeah, yeah. can we uh, have a motion to do that? Yeah, have a motion about what our next steps are. I'll make it. 
I'll second it. Okay, do so. So the motion would be to proceed with the installation of an intake and drain? Okay. Roll call. Stankium. Yes. Reese. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Toms. Yes. Boltman. Yes. <laughs> okay, we've got water carnival activities we need to approve. Page four. Yes. This is, we do this every year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of anything unusual as far as street closures or anything like that. We would be back to the to the basic uh, street closures that we've we've done for years, and then parade route is is back to normal parade route. So it basically goes down Madison to first, then uh, then up Main Street. We have a motion to approve the activities. Second. Second. Roll call. Boltman. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Stankian. Yes. Tom. Yes. Reese. Yes. Okay, Mitch, we're going to change up the museum. Thank you. I'm Mitch Stock. I've heard the museum for about the last 10 years. I've got a foot charter for all that. Why do we have a museum in town? Anybody want to throw it out? Draw people to town. Draw people to towns. How many here, I don't want to embarrass anybody, did it, have been to our museum in your life? That's good. good. It's surprising when I'm back here talking to people that they haven't been there. I drive by it all the time, but I haven't been in it. It's free, you know. Um, <laughs> one of the things I jotted down was to educate school children. exciting for them. And I think I'm surprised we were doing some work down there the other day and uh, it seems like on rainy days the tourists come over. Grandmas bring their, their little kids over there and they have a good time. So it does help the tourists a lot. I remember when I was about 10 years old my mom and dad drug me to the uh, Chicago Sierra Cousins and I went to the biggest building I've ever been in at that time. It was the Science and Industry Museum. I mean, it was huge. And it had all kinds of exhibits that the major city museum have. But I remember one thing. If you've ever been to that museum, any of you in Chicago, Vicki, they had, at that time, the biggest train set I've ever seen. And I was fascinated. I got a Christmas uh, present that year was a train set. My old train went round and round. So when I heard uh, John approach me about uh, a new home for his elaborate train set, I said, you know, this might be an attraction. We can find room for the thing for these kids to come. And I said, but you're going to have to put plexiglass around it. Because I've been to these things in Oakland and San Francisco where they, the train bus bring them around. And 
and these guys were videotaping this, and their kids were trying to touch them, whatever. But it's, it's to me, as a 10-year-old, like my uh, nephew, uh, Vince Poon, he, he doesn't get so excited about some of those old dishes and things in there that you know, the grandmas have and stuff. Uh, so I'm thinking this might be a draw for the younger kids. So what I'm saying, I just would appreciate any donation because we need a little money to build this big table and the thing that's set it up on. And I don't know if the mayor makes that kind of money to fund it all himself, but we appreciate the, the support of that. So whatever you can allocate our way, I would appreciate it. And it would be a one-time expense, just building the thing up, you know. Uh, and we're lucky to have a mayor that would put the thing up because it would cost a fortune. And we're going to keep the, the Durst one there, too. So we're just making room for some things. And, you know, if you've been to museums, like I have been in Minneapolis and, and San Francisco and Oakland, they continually change things to make it more interesting uh, for the people. So uh, we hope that the trains will stay in, in style and interest for the people. So that's my wish. Whatever you can allocate our way for a one-time uh, contribution. It would go for the lumber to, to put the stuff on. That's it. And I'll, can I leave now? Yeah. I want to go yeah. see the Giants, Giants play. Yeah. 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 Thank you. For yeah. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch donated $500, but I ran out of that pretty fast. Lumber's a little high, so. Well, I would like to. Right. <laughs> thank yeah. Thanks, Mitch. And we're going to Go to the council because it's going to take 700 bucks just for a new track and court board. So I, I think it'll make a huge difference to people attending the museum. How much do you need? But we're looking for a thousand dollars. I'll make that motion. Second. Roll we'll call. Thank you. Yes. Holden. Yep. Reese. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Tom's. Yeah. It's going to take a few months to put it together. Sure. It took three years to put it together before. Give something to do, John. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Okay. Thank you. Ordinance 513. We're doing some parking. Horseshoe Drive. Yeah, you want to, have, you want to talk through your proposal up there, Chief? Chief? Sure. Um, we went out there. We just have to paint the lines? Yeah, paint the lines. Um, and on top of that, I think it's beneficial for any purchase buyer to get up there. It's pretty narrow, especially towards the top. Uh, if you get a handle or fire truck up there, it'd be, it'd be pretty tough with that with both types parked uh, park off. So I think this is going to be highly beneficial. 
Do you have something you'd like to say? Yeah. Uh, I live on 126 Horseshoe Drive, and uh, I got a narrow driveway, and I got family and friends that come, and I got a nurse that comes once a week. If uh, there's no parking behind driveways, they're not going to have anywhere to park. You know, people parking on the street haven't bothered me. I know how to back out of my driveways, you know. Uh, I just don't get it right. At, at least I would not like the lines across the street from my house. You know, if, if other people want the line across the street from their house, let them do it. I don't want it done. What was your name again? Barry Niver. So are you at the top, kind of? Uh, almost to the top left. And I talked to the neighbor yesterday about it because they were over at their house. A lot of those houses are just weekend getaways right. and stuff. Mine's a residence. I live there. And uh, they said the property value would probably go down a little bit because nobody's going to have more to, anywhere to park. The three houses that left of me only have single car driveways. Like last time you guys had a meeting, I heard some lady say, well, it doesn't matter to me. I got three car driveways. We only got one car. You know, I'm going to speak on the emergency vehicle aspect of it because I do what the emergency vehicle aspect, the ambulance, fire truck, getting emergency vehicles up that that's a pretty narrow street compared to the rest of our streets. And when there's cars on both sides, there's an issue. Well, the car on both sides, I understand. That's how come I didn't come two weeks ago because I thought I'll just let them do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. And then when they started talking about no parking on both sides of the street. No, like, I don't. Well, in between driveways and stuff, but there's a lot of driveways there. Yeah. You know, the people back, you know, I mean, my house was built in like 1932 or something like that. There ain't no red line now. Why change it? You know, I mean, if they, like I said, if somebody wants it next to their house, let them do it. I'd like my friends and family at least be able to park across the street if nothing else. I'm not worried about bagging up into somebody. Like I said, I know how to back out. Is that a be an optional thing or something that has to be? I mean, I, I have to go back and, and look at your address to see what the lines are, are painted or marked are. But I mean, I understand your point of view. There's no way a bus can get up there. 
I'm, I'm not at the very top, but it's that ugly greenhouse. I'm going to get sighting on it hopefully before winter, but right now it's an ugly greenhouse, you know. But, uh, yeah. I'll take a Let me take a look at it. But like somebody said, well, why can't they park in a yard? I agree with that. During the summer, you know, no problem. What about during the winter? No. You know, I mean, I don't have a garage to put my car in, so it might not stay in the driveway. My nurse shows up at 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, parks across the street. You know? I'll take a look at it. Let me take a look at it, and I'll come speak to you directly. Okay, I appreciate and, that. And I'll give you my thoughts on it. And if we can come to some understanding, that'd be great. But at the end of the day, I'll be open with you. At the end of the day, I'm going to do. I'm going to make a decision what's best that I, I for the safety of everybody that's on that street. Whether it's all the way up at the top or all the way at the bottom, there, ha there has to be some type of safety measure in there. So I can. I know when we send fire trucks, we send ambulances to your residence. That they can get there safely and they can get you out quickly of whoever lives there. Um, so, but I will take that under consideration. I'll come in and speak personally about that and discuss that. All right, thank you. If everybody's okay, we'll just let Brandon talk to him. Well, this, yeah. this well, ordinance, but this ordinance only talks about the. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't deal with the hash marks. It only deals with the no parking on. Um, on the outside, side, right? Yeah, that's right. So, so I don't correct. think that's going to affect this ordinance. It doesn't affect the ordinance. It's going to affect the Right. Exactly. Correct. So I don't think it affects this ordinance. No. If if you are if you are prepared to make the outside of the horseshoe a no parking zone, that's the only thing that this ordinance does. That's my understanding. That's what that's one of your recommendations. Yes. So only if the, you only the outside no parking. With that, that's what this ordinance does. Okay, there'll be some additional yellow painted curbs, and that's that's what Brandon needs to come talk to you about. Right. Right. Well, the thing across the street—that's what I'm worried about. Because there's too many driveways there that, you know. Sure. Yeah. So this this ordinance is is directly indicating for the uh, outside. the outside the house and mailboxes. As far as the lines and stuff, we can discuss that, and we can.
because you're not going to see that yellow curve under the snow either, so you're not even going to know it's there. Vicki, you want a motion to approve 513? Yes, I'll make that motion. I'll second. Roll call. Tom. Yes. Holtman. Yes. Reese. Yes. Holler. Yes. Stankin. Yes. Do we want to waive the next two readings? I would say if we no. if we can get this. Just wave. I don't want to. Yeah. We won't. <coughs> okay. Resolution 2129. Evapco, is there anything you'd like to say, Brittany? You've already said everything you can. Yeah, we've been through it quite a few times yeah. already, yeah. but I think this is number five or six, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, we like to hear the story, though, Brett. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the tour the other day. Oh, yeah, I was glad that you came out with yeah. it. That was a good, uh, minus John's question, right? Start <laughs> off the meeting, it was a good deal. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was Vicky's fault. That she was, told me to have one. That was a Did you put him up to that? Yeah, I did. And it, well, I didn't know what he was going to ask. Now that, that was actually pretty enjoyable. I'm glad Scott and I talked about that. Um, I know that's off the topic of this, but uh, um, that, that turned out quite quite well. I was, I was glad to have uh, Senator Gravesy in there. It was nice. Okay, the first one is Resolution 2129, the development agreement. Yes, so I do have a signed uh, copy of that development agreement with, uh, with Evapco now, and we would be ready to proceed. So moved. Second. Roll call. Holtman. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Steinkin. Yes. Tom. Yes. Reese. Yes. We also need a motion to approve the site plan. Site plan. I hope I hope that everybody at least took a look at this beautifully prepared site plan. Yes. Because yes. you know, I would I would tell you that they've uh, really done a nice job for that, and and it is uh, just very thoroughly has covered everything. You know, as far as as the project. And I know we're always real concerned uh, about drainage, and they have made some additional accommodations for this new amount of of drainage area out there. So you'll see two things: that that the berm increases in size. So that big berm there, uh, kind of at the intersection of of M54 and the highway, that it will get bigger and go further south. So the detention area increases quite a bit. And then there's also an, another detention area that you probably wouldn't even see because it'll be on the, on the north side. So, so they will have water for or a detention basin for the water that flows to the north. Doesn't actually flow into the lake; it flows to Indian Creek. But uh, they're just doing a real nice job of of handling all of their issues there. I'll make the motion to approve. Second. I'll second. Roll call. Moeller. Yes. Tom. Yes. Holtman. Yep. Reese. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, the easy one is the building permit. Second. Second. Roll call. Waltman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Tom. Yes. Reese. Yes. Mola. Yes. Very good. That, I believe, is the last of them. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. you. You are good to go. Other than one more special event coming up next week, then. Right. So Tuesday, July 20th, we're doing our groundbreaking. So I, I emailed Scott uh, this morning, and 
and Dale's going to come out as, as well, and it's important that we, I, I might be a little bit picky on this, but we're going to do it a particular way where um, I want the whole plant to be a part of the picture, not just five people that uh, uh, have been to these meetings and things like that. So I want all the, because we're an employee-owned company, and so we've got a uh, aerial lift uh, for Dale, and uh, I want to see all the all of our employees in the picture. A few of us can hold some shovels up front, and, and uh, we're going to do that on the 20th. So we're probably going to start pushing some dirt here around uh, next Thursday. Sounds uh, good. Through all these yeah. measures. So, you know, honestly, on behalf of APCO, uh, we're very appreciative of the city's contribution and ability to work with us. Uh, that That's why we got here in 99, if you wanted to hear that story. But that's why we're here, and that's why we're still here. And so this is a... This is a big opportunity for, for all of us, and uh, we're, we're, we're really excited to, to get to that point by this time next year. The sad part is, is that uh, while the, the metal is out a long way, so now we're looking at the building arriving towards the end of March, and it was the end of January like three weeks ago. So um, it, it'll take a little while for this one to get put up, this is my point. But um, we're going to start and get concrete and dirt moving by next week. What time what? did you say that is? Oh, we're going to do it at 12.30 on the 20th. Thank you. We have the shovels. We've been waiting for years to use them again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got the whole management team that's going to have the shovels. I told each one of them to bring a shovel. But he's only got 10. I got yeah, 10. Yeah, they only got 10. <laughs> yeah, they're painted gold, too. I know ours are, but they won't show up in Dale's photo. <laughs> a lot of color these days. We're tickle pink to be a part of it. Thank yeah, we you. are. Excited about. Thank you. Okay, the CDBG housing grant program is requesting a payment. Yep, so we would uh, request uh, payment number nine uh, to, to the state of Iowa and then turn around and pay that to uh, to Region 12. Two motions, please. Motion to approve. I'll second it. Roll call. Bowler. Yes. Stankham. Yes. Tom. Yes. Fultman. Yep. Reese. Yeah. We need a motion to approve. Yeah, payment. one more to approve payment. I'll make it. Second. I'll second. Roll call. Thank you. Yes. Tom. Yes. Fultman. Yes. Reese. Yes. Muller. Yes. Okay, and we have to make a payment for the fish barrier project. Yeah. So here's uh, this is a little bit unexpected uh, good news that our portion of the fish barrier project is. Uh, 33% with a maximum of $300,000. And I just always thought that it was going to be $300,000. And total on that now is, uh, 282, $282,427.92. So, what we would do is make payment to, um, to Ducks Unlimited. Okay. But before we would make payment to Ducks Unlimited, we would put the draw request into the state to, to be reimbursed for that also. So we're authorizing uh, payment on this, but we won't physically make the payment until uh, we receive funds. So we need a motion to approve that. So moved. Second. Yeah. Roll call. Bowler. Yes. Walton. Yes. Reese. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Tom. Yes. One other thing on that then. Talk to, to Ben Wallace and um, first of all, the construction is done we got power there the pumps are all running everything is is good to go they may look at they are going to look at running that to where they would dewater the inlet and 
it's just a really exclusively a DNR choice about how they're managing their life. But they uh, they do intend that they would start the pumps and start to dewater the uh, the inlet. Now, what that'll do is it, it is able to dewater it down low enough that they'd be be left with standing ponds out there in that area, but that would be it. So, um, when they do that, there'll, there'll be um, a certain amount of, of fish kill associated with that just by, by getting all the water out of there, that the fish would no longer be able to just stay in those ponds, but then they would also anticipate that they would actually do a, uh, a road-known fish kill on the ponds that are out there. Okay, expect that this might happen very shortly. And actually the question was, was whether the city had any concerns about if they started that thing up right now, you know, and, and you'd be having some, some dead fish about waterfront. You know, the fact of the matter is it's busy around here any weekend now anymore. So um, I think it certainly is within the, the DNR's decision about when they're going to do it, but it sounds like they're going to do it. Administrator report. A couple things on uh, uh, first thing that <laughs> to discuss again. It deals with with the uh, lagoon. Um, Todd from VNK was was up here again today, and what they're doing was was poking around out there. Uh, he wanted to really see how far to the east that the wet spot went and whether it continued around the corner. So they did a little bit of, of digging, but it was just digging with the spade. John Healy was out there too. So uh, really all that we had, had decided was John Healy will be out there and, and dig on the south side of the berm, dig two, three holes out, out there uh, using, using his backhoe, and they'd be five, six feet deep holes. And we really want to get the chance to observe and and so see where any the water comes road from. Where the wet spot is, right? Yeah, on the on the south side. Yeah, where the wet spot is, they they'd be digging it up there. Will they be close to that tile? That's it won't it won't be that low. <clears throat> it won't be that low. Not not quite. So that anyway that that'll be the plan. But they'll be able to determine if it's the tile that's leaking. No, not necessarily. <laughs> they they'll be be observing the water. I mean, any, anything well, on that thing? Decide if it's coming straight through the bank once you dig down there five six feet you'll see if it's coming into the bank this way if it's coming up through the bottom coming up through the bottom you keep digging down to see where it's so where it comes from if it's coming from the side you get a general idea that there's something wetter either up the hill a little bit or it's coming from down low so are they going to do some samples like the dnr guy wanted to have done so we don't think it's leaking where they did the patchwork. The patchwork around the corner, or right there. We don't know. We don't know if it's it's still coming through the bank. Why didn't we just redo the whole thing the last time he was over there? <laughs> the in, the entire South Bank has been. Yeah, yeah, I mean they put all that and Bennett in there. And around the corner, but now it, it never really kind of got out of the radius of the corner. I know, but the test, the test sample should tell you something. Yeah, 
Yeah, it does. It's, there's still something coming through. There's some E. coli, but not high amounts, is what I understood. But right? there shouldn't be really any. I thought the DNR guy said the other day out there, there's always going to there's be some. There's always going to be some, but this is just a little bit higher than what there should be. Anyway, that's where we're, we're at. John John Healy was there. He'll, he'll be doing the digging. He said his back was out of town and be back in next week, and this would occur next week. Um, and this is all charged to the contractor? It is. No. Since you are handed out that a letter in regards to electric service down at the contractor, I'm interested in, in your thoughts on this. You've seen... Uh, really the the proliferation of lots of extra uh, refrigerators out there that that people would would plug in their their big residential uh, refrigerators outside outside their campers I guess I don't know exactly how many there are down there other than to say that there's lots in it and the number then continues to grow so we had some issues down there again over the weekend but you want to talk about that a little bit Jeff I'm, this this same area has had issues probably the last six, seven years. We when Ryan Swarmsky was still here, Bill and I and him would have to go down and run water on with one single KVA transformer that was running this area. And it'd be so hot and it's used on a busy hundred degree weekend. It's been a lot of them lately. Um that happened we did that for a couple of years. And then two years ago, I believe, we split the load up. We set another 50 KVA transformer next to that 50. Split the load up between two of them. Continue to have the same site, have the same problem. Overheat the transformer. Convert the transformer up, sipping sample weekend. Dean and I changed it out. Happened again last weekend. Same transformer. Same transformer. So are you saying that you don't technically know if it's in regards to all this extra stuff down there or not? I, I think some of it is all these bigger campers, <coughs> more stuff. And some, I mean, there, I think there's multiple things. But what we did today is we went down the trip and Austin changed out transformer <coughs> on Sunday. Put another brand new one in. So it's like 5400 bucks in a month in transformer. Besides labor. But anyway, so we went down there and I looked at it and I figured out that a couple other smaller sites that were run on the transformer beside it that didn't overheat, I figured out how I could split them up again. But I'm to the point where there's no more splitting up. What's up? The, the site that had the issue had 24 sites. In, or 25 sites in that area, plus a bathhouse, so that's 26 electrical hookups. The other two sites had 13 between them. So I split them between six in one way, seven the other way, and I was able, when we had the 25 set up, I was able to split that 25 in half. So now I'm down to 20 and 21 on each transformer. So even that load, <coughs> So from there on, I don't, I don't know what, it, what else I can do as far as splitting load up. 
asking to not run us all this stuff when it's hot or have it at all. Talking with Sandy, she talked with Ben Wallace, and the state does not allow all these extra stuff in their campgrounds. And I'm pretty sure the county conservation don't either, but I can find that out. <coughs> I just wondered if we shouldn't adopt some of their rules to bringing everything from home that they like to bring. But it seems like we have this trouble most of all is when we start having these people stay yeah. all the time. Exactly. It's, it's, when they it's, would come and go and leave, our transformers had time to cool down good and not overheat them. Now they're there all the time. I don't know if they're leaving the ACs on when they're not here or if they are. And, you know, so it's just it's a load issue, and we need to ask them for some help to help them cool it down. If it's around 70 degrees, we don't have that issue. You get up around 100, and those two transformers sit out in the sun, you have trouble. How long ago was it that they went from the two-week maximum <coughs> stay to the seasonal? When did that start? It has been more than 10 years ago, I'd tell you. So, so with that said, you know, I guess, thinking about this, I, I think I agree wholeheartedly with that for refrigerators and those big appliances like that. I stay plugged in all the time, you know, and um, part of this, you know, like um, if somebody's got a smoker down there where they're smoking, those aren't plugged in all the time, right? You know, so I can't imagine them being <coughs> an issue like the refrigerators and those types of things, you know. All I know, you might have a freezer down there too, you know, <coughs> but I, I can see that. I could see the refrigerators and having control over that. Size sellers got full size house refrigerators sitting inside their Right, right. Yeah, and the and the bigger mini refrigerators, those also. And they sit out in the sun. They never shut off. Right, they run. And the other caveat of that is, is if my refrigerator broke down inside my camper, then I'd want to bring in something plug in on the outside uh, because you can't always get one of those right away. Uh, so you probably have to make an exception for that, I suppose. So you're saying fifty four hundred bucks a pop for the No, that's that was for the few that we burned up so far. We just gotten a bid probably a month or two ago to put back into our stock. Sure. And that was the bid on that's how I know that price. Okay, that's. But have you talked to Ryan yet and see what the rules are? No, Sandy did today. Oh, okay. She she contacted me. We can get with Scott some more with more information on it. But <clears throat> I I'd like to do something down there. I mean, at yeah, least ask for some of their participation and helping us curb load. Yeah. I think the refrigerators <clears throat> and the freezers are a no brainer. I don't. Well, we're going to do that. Three, the longest most of them are is six hours, you know, unless they're doing a brisket, then it's a different deal. Maybe you could allow those for now and see what the refrigerator load does. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not it, sure uh, about yeah, I guess the the correspondence here would would essentially say uh, no exterior up major appliances that aren't integrated into your camper. Okay. 
So it, it, it would do away with, with the refrigerators. The other portion asks for some additional voluntary compliance. It doesn't say shut your air conditioner off when you're gone, but it would, it would encourage that. Or, uh, any other thing related to, to appliances where I you see. have some, some optional usage. I see. Right. When, you're um, not, when you're not there, like turn it up. <laughs> the seven, five, eight, eight, something. Well, if we continue to have problems and, and you know, then we can limit the time to stay in there. Well, it, you know, and the other thing, like Jeff mentioned, was campers are getting bigger. Yeah. And we already yeah. knew yeah. that. Yeah. And that's there's, why we went to the padded site. Yeah, they got, yeah. you know, they got dishwashers and everything else on it now. So exactly. I think this is a good ordinance. I mean, now, just. Um, just the thing to, to point out to you is that, uh, at least with staff, we would have had every intention that we would implement this regulation, and but that we would give them notice over the fall and winter time in preparation of next year. Okay, that's before we have now burnt up two transformers, and it and it gets really expensive. This would say as of July fifteenth, it would it would be next Thursday that that this would go into effect. Expect. Lots of pushback from from a lot of the seasonal campers. So I do want you to, I guess. The busiest road that we have is that that road is one thirty nine to like one sixty four. Beside the bathhouse on there, so. That so. Seems to be the Big primary problem area. And I even talked to our, our EGR engineer about it. And I even mentioned, do I dare, you know, jump up to a 75? He goes, you do that. He goes, then you're, you're flirting with burning up wire on the ground. Then we're, then we're making a move to dig stuff up. So I, I that's why I say I'm, I'm about at the end of whatever I can split up. Me again, but I know the cost of the transformers. But how much total do you think that this has cost you in this season? With labor, well, labor every weekend. Each time, yeah. Those, I mean, they're out there on the Sunday. Yeah. Well, we were we were out there Saturday on Super Sample, and they're out there Sunday. This time around, we got water carnival coming up in two weeks. It's me and Dean again, so. <laughs> I, I just kind of wanted a dollar figure for what it's already cost us. Not an exact figure. Yeah, just so it was three hours <laughs> per guy uh, plus equipment, you know, skid loader and stuff. Yeah. Same rate for three hours, whatever that would be. And <laughs> plus the okay. I'll, I'll bet we're fairly close to probably $6,500 probably. And in two days worth of those two weekends that we have. Weekends, one day each weekend. Okay, thanks. I guess I yeah, just really need a, a commitment from from the mayor and council that when we send this this out that that you're absolutely on board with this because it's just happening a lot quicker than than what we had anticipated. But like I, I say, that. just be be prepared for some pushback that'll come. I support it. Yeah, yep, it'll be fine. We gotta do something. Okie dokie. Uh, a little bit on uh, Outlot Twenty, the Rarden, the Rarden lot. We're still waiting to.
get the, uh, the, the final narrative report on the environmental, but it, I had some correspondence with the consultant again today. He was just finishing that up. It will just be a matter of a day or two, and the environmental would be done on that. Um, also, then, we'll have a little discussion about the depot lot that um, the Delvos have, have decided not to pursue obtaining ownership of that depot lot. Just that the project was getting a little bit too big for them, and uh, when are we going to have ownership of it? We own it. Is all of that done from green? Everything that you were waiting on for weeks, it had to be done. For for, the for legal. we we own that. I know the deal about being able to sell it to Dell was we were waiting on a value. Do we have everything we need? I mean, we got yeah. the value, but is that all? Because you kept saying it was green. We we don't have the value. My from, green from green. Yeah, but maybe we don't need it now to, to sell it to Dell. But I thought, so that's the only holdup was on the depot, and, mm -hmm. and the other, all of the legal deed work has all been done on the John Care lot. Yep. Um, I misunderstood. I thought part of it was with that. Uh, a little bit on uh, some street work, too. Um, that Nick Boos, uh, County Engineer, had called me here last week talking about a, a street patching project. And they would look to coordinate a street patching project that includes some, some streets coming through town. So it's uh, two areas. The street past uh, Graham Hogues, and then also Rolf Avenue as it comes down from Evapco M54 and around the, the, the east side of the lake. Okay, now that's both of those areas are, are really in need of, uh, of, a, of a patching project to take care of all of the uh, dinged out corners and everything. I mean, it, it's it time for a, for a project there. The city would be responsible for the cost of, of the portion that's in the city limits. And they're looking at $60,000 approximately. And I guess I still got to get all the information from, from, uh, from Nick on that. But just wanted to, I guess, let you know about that and see how that would end up ranking right on priorities about what you want to do for street work. What are they planning on doing this? This fall. Yeah. They're going to have to pay for it from next year anyway. The budget. So. Yeah, do we want to put a cap on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper than we could do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good project. Too. Okay. It's just. Uh, I think we do need a street project. I think we need to look at that and see what we want to budget. Because um, we got a couple of commitments here we haven't made, we haven't fulfilled. For yeah, when you talk about a project to be next summer, right? Yeah, yeah, we did, we had not budgeted anything for this current year. I would intend to be. Gone to the city management summer conference uh, next Wednesday, Thursday, and be back early then on Friday. That's it. That's it. Before we go, Jeff and Dean, you're doing a really good job. I like the way you work together. I know you're tired of seeing me every day, but that can't be helped. <laughs> well, that will not go away. No, no, no. Thank you. Yep. Motion to adjourn. Second. I'll make it. Meeting adjourned. Thank you.